to the Wicked Biz Podcast. I'm Wednesday. I'm Jess. And we are your hosts. This is my first official episode with Jess being my co-host. If you know me personally in the real world, you already know who she is. Um, And why don't you just give yourself a quick little introduction? Okay, hi guys. For those who don't know me, my full name's Jessenia. Um, What can I say? I have... (laughs) Well, I've been in the industry since, like, 2013. I actually didn't, like, really start doing anything with my license because I got a cosmetology license in high school. I didn't start doing anything till like, 2014, and that's when I met Wednesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> we met at a waxing chain, and, guys, she scared the, like, living shit out of me. Like, literally, <laughs> if you, like, went – the Wednesday you know now is not the lo- the loving Wednesday I met then. She literally oh would just, like, just, like, not even look at you. Like, you'd go into her room, and she would just, like, keep eating. We're not even <laughs> – one minute into my podcast you're exposing me <laughs> i still love you but i was scared i was like oh my god no so okay <laughs> to give my version of the story and i'm gonna sound like such a i'm gonna sound like so pretentious right now but I don't even care so i started i started at, i will just say i started at european wax center in austin um right actually i was already working there before i got my license as a receptionist and i started working at the European Wax Center in Austin, and then I moved back home, so I transferred to the one over here, and the difference was, like, night and day. Like, whenever I worked at the one in Austin, I was the youngest person. I was 20 years old. I had just turned 20, and everyone that worked there was way older than me. Like, they were parents, grandparents. Like, this was everyone's, like, real-ass job, and, like, our owner was like really like um on top of shit and it was just like an actual like legit career to even the receptionists like the receptionists took their jobs very seriously and then i came to the one back home i moved back to houston and transferred and like everyone that worked there was like straight out of high school literally i was working at bucky's at the time Like, because you can get your cosmetology license in high school. And so a lot of people that worked there, like, suddenly, like, I was the oldest one there. And I was, like, 20, 21. And everyone that worked there, even, like, all the receptionists were, like, in high school. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It was just, like, a culture shock to me. Like, I had graduated high school and, like, paid, like, $10,000 to get my esthetician license. Like, I took it very, very seriously and I feel like everyone else there, well, I mean, y'all are all my friends now still to this day. <laughs> this was in 2014. I just felt like no one, like, really took it seriously. And then later on, I stopped taking it seriously as well. <laughs> like, I got the stick out of my ass and I was like, okay, like, this place sucks. Like, I get why no one cares. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, like, a culture shock. I felt like I was walking into, like, a completely different environment. I'm just like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to be America's Next Top Model. Like, I would literally just sit in my room and, like, read my Kindle, like. With only half a head. Like, half half, half a hair ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had half my head shaved. Like, I thought I was that bitch. Like. Which you were. I was just like. And also, I'm really shy, too. And a lot of people do take that as like being like mean and like standoffish but I just like am really shy like and even anyone that's like met me at like lash con or like lash events or anything like I am very fucking awkward it doesn't mean (laughs) I'm really awkward until I get a couple drinks in me I'm just not very good at like holding a conversation with people that I don't know that's but yeah so that was your first impression of me yes (laughs) 
But mind you, like, I I mean, I agree with you because I didn't even know how to wax. Like, mm-hmm. in high school, I never learned to do it. My sister had just, like, nagged me to get a job. And I'm like, okay. See, because, yeah, I went to aesthetic school because I was like, I want to be a waxer. Like, this is going to be my career. And when I went, when I transferred to y'all's location, everyone that worked there had, like, just gotten their cosmetology license in high school. And, like, no one, it seemed like everyone was just working there because that was one of the only places that, like, hired newbies. And I was like, no, like, I went to school for this. Like, (laughs) this is what I'm doing. (laughs) So it was just, like, a completely different environment. But, yeah, I, then we ended up being besties. You and Brianna still work here with me to this day. This is my third place working with you guys. And, yeah, if you're a new esthetician or new to the beauty industry and, like, you're at your first job, like, if, if you play your cards right, those people may very well end up being in your life, like, forever. Like, that but was we what... we got lucky. Yeah. That was, like, 10 years ago almost. I know, but we got really lucky because we had such a good group that worked together. Mm-hmm. It was never a competition. Like, even while we were there, it was more like everyone's yeah. there. I don't even think we were there for each other. We were just, like, all, like, in the same hellhole, like... I quit so many times. Remember, I would always quit and everyone would throw me like a going away party. And then like a few months later, it's like that TikTok sound, that TikTok sound. Hi, how y'all doing? (laughs) Like, I would just come back. But yeah, I wasn't a very good employee. But then somehow I ended up becoming the wax trainer. And then I had already left by then. Oh, yeah. Because you were like trying to go to nursing school, right? Yeah, I was in nursing school and that did not work out. I hated it. And then you went to a different European wax center. Yeah, I hated that one too. (laughs) And then I was a stay-at-home dog mom for a couple years. Shout out my boyfriend. He was like, you don't have to work. And I'm like, thanks. Oh my God. And then life happened. We're still together, but I'm back at work. And well, really, Wednesday was like, hey, I need someone to do lashes on. I was like, you can do whatever you want for me. I just need human interaction. And so then you did my lashes. Yeah, that's, like, how we reconnected. That was, like, right after I had Weston, I had, like, posted that I needed a lash model because that was – I wanted to try a strip lash look. Yeah. This was in, like, 2019, and I wanted to do a strip lash look, and you were the first person I ever did it on. I'll have to, like, find that picture and post it because I still have it. And, yeah, we just talked for, like, three hours, and you that were, like – therapy session. I know. Because I hadn't – we hadn't talked in, like, two, three years Probably. Yeah, no. At least two. Because we didn't talk while you were pregnant. And mm-hmm. then throughout school, like, we didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fat minute. Yeah. And so, and then I remember you being like, I need to start working again. Like, maybe you can, like, teach me lashes. And then you were the first person I ever trained. Yeah, full circle moment. Which is in 2019. And then I was like, hey, I think I'm going to open this space. Like, would you want to, like, <laughs> rent from me? Like, dip your toes back in and... The rest is history. I know. My sweet mate, Brianna, she used to let me use her room, like, for free at Salon Stillion. Mm-hmm. And I would practice there doing lashes. And I was that's, like, really how I got started. And then we moved here. Yeah. So Brianna has always been, like, our common denominator because she worked at European Wax Center with us. Brianna actually started her own – wait, no. She – I think me and her left European Wax Center around the same time, but I was renting at a hair salon, and she was renting from this salon suite place. Yeah. And then it was, like, a year later, I was like, hey, Brianna, like, thinking about renting there. Like, do you like it? Like, blah, blah, blah. 
She was actually the first person I told I was pregnant because I was working there for a few months and I took my pregnancy test in the bathroom at the salon suite place (laughs) and Brianna was pregnant. Like she was like nine months pregnant when I found out I was pregnant. Oh my God. And I was, I walked by her room. I was like, dude, I'm fucking pregnant. She was like, what? (laughs) But yeah, so our babies are nine months apart (laughs) and, but yeah, and then you started renting from her a little bit and then yeah, we just all came here together, so... You should talk about your experience, like, your training experience when you first got to European Wax Center. Okay, so mind you, like, I didn't know anything about waxing. I feel like I just wasn't really, like, mentally prepared. And also, like, I'm a slow learner guy. Like, uh, slow learner. I don't get things right away. I literally have to practice, practice. Like, I like I have to try really hard at everything to, like, actually be good. It doesn't come naturally to me. Um, so... Like, literally, it's, like, three days of people coming in as... No, it's, like, one one or two days of shadowing, and then it's, like, three days of models. But you have to get, like, a certain amount of models before you can go on the floor. And, like, no one I know wants to come get waxed by me. Like, they're, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. So I would just get, like, the random walk-ins, and that was not enough training because I didn't even, like, hit the... I think you're supposed to hit a certain amount of waxing before like you get to go on the floor i don't know but uh, my memory of you is it's so funny because you're just you're such like a golden retriever like you're so <laughs> just like happy and bubbly 24 7 so i remember one time i was overhearing mind you this is almost 10 years ago i'm not like throwing shade but i, don't I, care. I think someone like like didn't like their eyebrows or something like someone was complaining about their eyebrows and you were just standing there like smiling like while they were complaining <laughs> like to the like front desk or something like I don't know I have like some memory you're just always like in your own world just like yeah like okay like because like what's the worst that can happen I they know. grow back you're so just like carefree and like you're like the extrovert to my introvert I always like I'm such an intro- introvert and I very much always cling like all of my friends are extroverts and so you're always just like my person that I cling to and I have to take everywhere and you're just like a great addition to this podcast because I'm tired of talking to myself I need someone I can hold a conversation with (laughs) we can like and like just being in person it's just like a whole different vibe like I still love I'm sure we'll still do like some interviews here and there but like just the vibes in person are superior (laughs) than like either me recording episodes by myself or like just me constantly on zoom with people when we first started to move in here i was like i'm gonna start vlogging like i'm gonna start like doing like a cute little thing and then like i was out there trying to record a video of myself and the guy that works next door he was like staring at me the whole time but i didn't know till i turned around oh my and after that i just never continued my vlogging journey (laughs) almost four years ago i can't believe we've been here for almost four years i know like i got the keys i signed the lease february 2020 which i had no effing clue we were gonna close down yeah but we're still here you and brie and michelle have all been here since day one and we all worked at the salon suite places so did michelle yeah okay so today i kind of want to hold on i have to burp i had a burp too oh my gosh that was at the same time (laughs) we're already in sync so i want to talk about like i have i guess i haven't really told i told you some details about like my whole home buying journey but i wanted to like save everything for this episode so i could tell you in real time but so i guess i'll start from like 
a few years back. So when I bought my first house, actually, no, we'll rewind even before that. I was, okay, so I was renting a house. I've been self-employed since 2017. Um, I was renting a house, um, like, when I was pregnant, like, me and my son's dad. We rented a house together um, while I was pregnant and, like, while we had a baby and stuff. And I was like, okay, when our lease is up here, like, I want to buy a house. So this was in, like, 2019. And I had went to, like, a lender. I had a realtor friend, and I went to a lender, and I was like, okay, like, I want to buy a house next year. Like, does all my shit look good, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, not really. So in 2017, that was my first year in business, I actually, I wrote off so much stuff because I didn't want to have to pay taxes that, like, I basically claimed a loss in my business. Uh, so well okay and also keep in mind I actually still worked at European Wax Center in 2017 as well so I was doing both so I had W2s so like I still wanted it to be able to where I wanted it to be able where I was still getting a tax return and like I didn't have to pay taxes so like I claimed a loss my first year and then 2018 like that was my first full year in business I did decent whatever So then at the end of 2019, when I was like, okay, I want to buy a house. Like, does everything look good? They're like, no, because in 2017, you claimed a loss. And I was like, oh, like, what does that mean? I don't even remember doing that. I didn't even know what that meant. And then um, she was basically just like, you know, when you're self-employed, we look at two to three years of tax returns to show that, like, your business is, like, actually, like, profitable. And it's, like, going up in profit every year. Like, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, okay, fuck. So then 2020 rolls around and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a house this year. Like, this is my goal. And I didn't, I knew at the time, me and my son's dad didn't end up breaking up till this year, 2023. But even in 2020, like things were like kind of rocky. And I was like, I don't know if I want to get a house like with his name on it. Like, I just want it to be in my name. Like, because, you know, if shit hits the fan, like, whatever. I just want... Oh, and also, he worked construction, so it was kind of like, like, they would get laid off and, like, whatever, which is, like, totally normal. You just get laid off when the job is done, whatever. So, I was like, I want to be able to get this, like, in my name. So, anyways, then the fucking pandemic hits, and my whole savings account that I had to buy a house, like, that's basically what I had to live on, live off of for a couple years, or for a couple months, because... I mean, luckily, my boyfriend was still working, but, like, I had just gotten my salon. I had a nine-month-old at the time, so I was, like, dipping to the house fund, blah, blah, blah. So, we kind of extended our lease, and then at the end of 2021, we got news that his mom wanted to sell her house. And it's in a really good neighborhood, really good school district. Like, there is no way. What we ended up, I'm getting ahead of myself, but what we ended up selling it for, like, I would have never paid that amount to get that house. So I was like, oh, wow. Because she wanted to give it to us for super cheap because it was in horrid condition. It was in an amazing neighborhood, like, a very well-sought-out neighborhood. Like, whenever we finally sold it, it literally sold in four days. And we had, like, ten offers. So it's in a really well sought sought out neighborhood and a good school district. So when she told us, like, I want to, like, I just need to get rid of this and, like, get into an apartment, whatever. But there was a lot that needed to be done to it. Like, so much. It was in just really bad condition. Didn't a lot of things break, like, your first couple months of living there? Well, we redid a bunch of stuff before we even moved in. Like, Uh it was, like... 
we didn't have to knock it down on the walls or anything. And, like, I'm not throwing shade, like, at his mom. Like, I love her. It's, it's just being a homeowner is really fucking hard. And, actually, she actually got it from her dad. So, mm-hmm. this house had been in my boyfriend's family since the 90s. So, he has, like, baby pictures of that house and stuff. And, um... So her dad had sold it to her for super cheap, and then, you know, she kind of, she really needed to get out of it. She couldn't, like, keep up with all the stuff that needed to be done to it, because it was an older house. It was built in the early 80s, and, like, you know, repairing stuff is really expensive. So she was like, I just need to get rid of this. Like, I'll give it to y'all for, like, super fucking cheap, basically, but, like, just letting you know there's a shit ton of stuff that needs to be done to it. And... Side note, my boyfriend's grandpa, the one who used to own that house, he is a realtor. So he literally did everything for us. Like, I didn't have to do it. He, like, paid for our inspection. He, like, set up the appraisal. Like, I didn't have to lift a finger. Like, we didn't even have to use our brains. And, you know, my boyfriend, he had W-2s. And so, like, his his name was on And, of course, I was going to let his name be on it. Like, that was his family house or whatever. So, anyways, we got it, like, super easy. And I will say I have never really had handouts in life, but that is one of the only times in my entire life that I've, like, actually had a fucking handout because my life has just always been, like, wild, like, my childhood, whatever. But I was, like, so thankful that this was, like, the one time that I actually felt, like, a priv- like, I grew up privileged or something, (laughs) even though it wasn't even my family, like, it was my boyfriend's family. And don't get me wrong, I, like, still put down a down payment and everything. Like, we still had to do all the things. But it was just a really easy process because it was a house in his family. But that being said, we had to put in a lot of money to it. So we, like, completely redid the plumbing. Um, What else? We painted every inch of that house, which costed, like, 10 grand. Like, the ceilings, the door, all the doors were still brown. So the doors, the cabinets, the ceilings, the trim, like, literally, oh, the closets. The windowsills, like, everything was painted, so that was 10 grand. Um, what else did we do? I feel like we really didn't do that much, but it ended up, like, costing so much. But, anyways, we, oh, we did get a new floor in the living room. One of the bathtubs was rotted, so we, like, had to replace that. Um, I got, like, new, new, like, solar screens on all the windows. It was a shit ton of money. Anyways, spoiler alert, two years later, we don't work out. We put our house on the market and sell it really fast. So we sold that. I had just been living in a rental because I, you know, it was like, oh, I was like, oh, shit, like, where am I going to live? And there was a house for rent on my mom's street. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to rent this house. So I have free child care. Um, so, yeah, I've just been living in a rental um, in my hometown for since February. But I was like, you know what? My lease ends in February. Do I really want to fucking sign another lease somewhere that I don't even love living when my son starts kindergarten in August, next August? So I'm like, I need to find, like, where we're going to plant our roots. Like, I went to this. I was in the same district kindergarten to senior year. You were too, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I think that's very valuable. Like, my childhood was weird in some ways but I really I've always appreciated the fact that I've I still know people to this day that I've known since kindergarten and a lot of people don't like that like a lot of people wouldn't enjoy like living so close to their hometown still and still knowing all the same people but I find comfort in that and I just like want the same for my son I want him to whatever I just want to dig my roots in somewhere so like I'm going to start looking for houses 
blah, blah, blah. So I, there's this neighborhood in Houston that I've always loved. I've actually, um, I've lived in apartments there before. Actually, when I worked at European Wax Center, this is like full circle moment. I lived at these ghetto ass apartments and there was these townhomes like right next to them. It's funny, I was telling someone this story, and they, were, and they were like, so you bought a house next to ghetto apartments? I was like, yeah, whatever, I like the neighborhood. Like, It's a good area. It's fine. Like, yes, I feel like there's at least, like, one ghetto apartment complex in every neighborhood. Well, but the, it's not even that, I mean, they're not that ghetto. They're just old. Yeah, and, they're like, not. Run down. That's true. They're not, like... Yeah, there's not like drive-by shootings there. Right, it's more of like they they just they're not well taken care of. They're affordable. Yeah, and um yeah, they're just old. Like they were built in like the '60s, whatever. I remember when I lived there in 2014. No, I lived there in 2015, and I, me and my roommate, we had a two bed, two bath, and it was like nine hundred dollars. <laughs> like, oh my god, I would kill for something to be $900 right now but anyways so there was these townhomes next to them and the townhomes are old too but like they have character I really like how all of them like look completely different on the outside um but anyways I would walk my dog over there and it's just like a nice like walkable area and it's on the lake um and there's like there's like good there's not a whole lot of walkability in like Houston suburbs that's like not a thing but this is, like, one of the few, like, neighborhoods around here, I feel like, where you can, like, live there and be like, oh, yeah, I can walk to this coffee shop. I can walk to this um, salad place. Like, there's actually, like, decent – I could, like, walk to – like, I could walk to the lake, you know. It's just, I think the only thing you don't have is, like, a grocery store. Yeah, I can't walk to the grocery store. But there is, like, an organic – there is, like, a mini, like, Whole Foods-type grocery store a mile away. It's, like, family-owned, though. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they have a farmer's market every Saturday. So, it's, like, I mean, I could walk there if I wanted to. Like, I would definitely walk a mile, but... You should get a bike. I don't... I wouldn't want to walk back with groceries. You should get a bike. I want to get a golf cart. Everyone there has golf carts. (laughs) I'm, like, where's mine? My golf cart should have came with the house. Honestly. But, anyways, so, there were a couple... Or, yeah, there were two that were up for sale when I started looking. And my realtor is a longtime client of mine, and she sold my house. She was my realtor when I sold my house, and she also helped me get into my rental. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just, like, hit her up and be like, hey, my lease ends in February. Like, can I start looking? And in my head, I was like, I'm just going to start looking. Like, I'm not going to, like – I definitely knew I wanted to close on something um, by the end of 2023 because if I were to close on something in January, then I would have had to fucking wait – to, and, like, I would have had to give them all the information for my 2023 taxes. Mm. And that would have just been, like, such a headache. So I was, like, I need to close on something um, before 2023 ends. Maybe I'll make an offer in, like, November or something. But I went and looked in the, at these townhomes, and my heart was just, like, set. I was, like, I have to get one of these. Like, seriously, like, I don't know. I feel like this is, like, just a full circle moment Um yeah, I just, this is the neighborhood I want my son to grow up in. It's closer to work. Like, I just love this area. And also, it's, like, right off the freeway. So, mm-hmm. I can literally get to anywhere in, like, two seconds. Um, so, yeah, I made an offer on one of them. And I loved it. I loved how the outside was, like, like I said, all these townhomes look completely different. So, the outside was, like, blue and white. And I was like, this is so cute. 
And just, like, when I walked in, I mean, it was, like, a single mom that lived there. So, it was, like, I think it was the way that it was decorated. I liked it. I don't like, like, I need to stop doing this, too. I never pay attention to, like, the actual things that you need to pay attention to when you buy a house. Like, the floors and, like. The bones. Yeah, like, I never paid attention to that. I just thought it was decorated cute. And I was, like, oh, my God, I love this one. This is the one. (laughs) And there had been another one that had just went up for sale, like, that day. But I didn't like the outside. It was brown. And, like, the inside. I mean, old people owned it. So it was, like, decorated like an old person. But, so I was okay. I like this other one. I want to make an offer on it. So when you make an offer on the house and they approve it, you have to give earnest money so there's usually like a 30-day closing period so you make an offer and then 30 days later that's when you close on the house and you put your full down payment so I you only have to give like earnest money at first which I don't remember the percentage but I think I had to give them uh like two thousand dollars or something and um also you have to pay for the inspection that's like the first thing you do and my inspection was like five hundred dollars so the inspection comes back and it's fucking horrible horrible and i'm still really cool with my baby daddy and he has like a lot of experience in like construction he actually he's he was in construction for a very long time not like contracting i fucking wish like he was in like industrial construction and now he works for um an engineer where he like designs construction i literally never know what men's jobs are so i don't know how to explain it but well i get that i'm more familiar with that part because my dad yeah so anyways he came he i sent him the inspection report he was like wednesday what are you doing (laughs) he's like what is wrong with you he's like do not get this house I was like, no, like, I'm going to, I was like, if I pull out, I'm going to lose like $600 because you lose the inspection. And then I think I lost like $200 of my earnest money. I was like, I'm going to lose like $600 if I pull out. And he was like, okay, but like, that's like, because I think the biggest issue was like a foundation issue. You never want to buy a house with a foundation issue is Mm -hmm. what I just learned recently. (laughs) So... The things you always want to look at whenever you're buying a house is, like, foundation, the AC, um, and the roof. And the roof I wasn't too concerned with because this is a townhome, so everything on the outside is covered. Granted, I have to pay a fat-ass fucking monthly maintenance fee for all of that to be covered, but... um, Like, if if something ever happened to my roof or something happened to the outside of my house, I wouldn't have to worry about it because it's a townhome. But you want to be, you want to look at the roof, the foundation, the AC, and the plumbing. Those are, like, the four, like, biggest things that are the most expensive to fix and the biggest headache to deal with. But I think the biggest headache is the foundation. So whenever they're like, okay, yeah, the biggest issue is foundation issue, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck. Even my realtor was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, honestly, we should just, like, pull out and make an offer on the other one. And I was like, I don't like the other one. It's brown. I hate it. It's (laughs) ugly. But I will say one thing about it is that it has, um, like, a little front yard, which not all of them do. There's only, like, a couple other ones besides mine that have, like, a little gated front area. And so that's one thing. But anyway, spoiler alert, I ended up getting this one. The inspection came back a lot better, and it was owned by, like, old people, um, and it's been used as, like, an Airbnb. So no one has really used it 
like it's not like a well it, it was built in the 70s so yes people have used it but what i mean is like the old people um redid a lot of stuff in it so a lot of stuff like seems like it's brand new the floor is shitty but like everything like the granite seems really nice and like all the cabinets are new and the sinks and stuff like that and the carpet is new that's upstairs so it's a little bit more updated um okay so literally the whole like closing process which was such a pain in the ass when i tell you they literally want your whole fucking life story when you're self-employed it is so stressful this is not the same stuff that i had to go through whenever i bought my first home this is why i feel like this is my actual first time buying a home because this is my first time doing it all by myself this is my first time having to find a realtor a lender um and like all that shit and have to deal with all that by myself and like i'm the only one on the loan when you buy a house with someone that has a w-2 they literally don't care even i'm pretty sure my boyfriend had only been at that job for like two months whenever um we bought that house they're like, oh, okay, he has a W-2, like, you're good. Like, it's so stupid. So anyways, when I was trying to close for this house, they needed uh, my tax return. It seems like it, it, it seemed like every other day they needed something else for me. I had to send them my bank statements. Um, I had to send them. They actually, I had to, like, log in through this app to where they actually, like, had access to all my bank accounts. I had to send them all my statements from, like, every credit card that I had. Um, I had to, like, write, like, letters about certain things. Like, something they asked me about was, like, oh, it seems like, or, like, you're paying your personal credit cards out of your business account. Why? And I'm, like, because I am my own business. Like, I pay for things. My money is only in my business account. I don't have any money in my personal account. Like, I am my business. So, that's how I pay my fucking credit cards like what do you mean you're a one-man show yeah and so like it was just so much stuff and then like literally the day before I had to close they were like okay we just saw something um that's not on your credit credit report like it says you have an HEB credit card I'm like yeah I have an HEB credit card it's a grocery store in Texas for those of you that don't know and they're like oh did you just open it I'm like no I've had it since April so they were like, okay, so I had to like call like all these people. I don't know. It was so weird. I still don't even understand it to this day, but basically like the underwriters, which are the people that work for the lenders that like go and check all your shit and check out your whole life story. I had to get on the phone with them and then they like three-way called the HEB credit card company and I had to like listen to them ask. It felt like so, I felt so violated. Like the underwriters were asking like the HEB credit card people, like, does she pay her payments on time? What's the credit limit? What's the last payment she made? What's the balance right now? What's the interest rate? Like, oh my God. Not you being like, I don't even want to say the word, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like I was, I just felt so violated. And I was like, and this was, anyways, they also were like, um, can we get a letter from your CPA stating that you're, like, an actual active business? I'm like, what more do you want from me? So I emailed my CPA, and I got, like, an automated response that she was out of town until, like, November 14th. I was like, okay, that's not happening. I'm not waiting until November 14th to close. Like, y'all need to figure out something else because my CPA can't do that. Um, they, I had accidentally sent them one of the wrong tax returns because in 2021 – 
my CPA, like, sent me, like, my tax return, and I was like, oh, wait, I forgot to send you XYZ, and so I sent them something else, and then they redid it, so I had copies of both of them, and I accidentally sent them the first one, so then they had requested transcripts from the IRS, and then they were like, okay, like, this tax return doesn't match up, so then I had to dig through all my shit, and I was like, oh, wait, I sent you the wrong one, and then I had to write a letter stating that I sent them the wrong tax return and why. I'm like, I mean, if they're going to ask for copies from the IRS, why are they asking you for it, too? That's what I mean, and then they were like, we need proof that you're a business, like, so I sent them my LLC, and they were like, do you have anything else? That's why that day I texted you, I was like, can you send me a fucking picture of the salon license? Like, I don't know what they want from me. So I send them the salon license, I send them my cosmetology license, and a few days later they're like, do you have something else that proves your business? Like, we need something else. I'm like, you have my bank account, you have my tax returns, you have my LLC, you have my fucking licenses. Like, what more do you need, people? I have the money, you can see the money's in my account. Like, what do you want from me? And they're like, well, do you have, like, a DBA? And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck my DBA is. I opened it in 2017. It's probably in a box at my house somewhere. So I had to, like, get on the Galveston County (laughs) website and, like, see if they had a record of my DBA. And then I had to, like, email. Oh, my God. It was so stressful. I cannot even. And then all of this, they need, like, the day I was supposed to close, they needed all this other stuff from me. And I was so stressed. I was like, I'm not even going to fucking close today. I was just so pissed. Anyways, long story short, I ended up closing at, like, 5 p.m. on a Friday. I was so stressed. And, like, thank God they had a bottle of champagne waiting for me at the title office. But, yeah, it was – yeah, like, I get – I'm all stressed, and I get to the title off the title company, and they're like, here's some wine and fresh-baked cookies. I'm like, yes, I fucking deserve <laughs> this. I just went through so much shit. But it's not because of, like – any it's just me being self-employed that's what made it stressful i'm like wow should i go get a part-time job at subway so i can buy a house easier like this is so stupid so anyways i finally get my house but i don't even want to talk about this on here because <laughs> i'm so embarrassed but you haven't even lived there don't be embarrassed there's bugs at my house you guys <laughs> and luckily like i still have my um I still have my rental house until February, so I'm like, okay, I have time to get this sh- this shit situated. But, like, here's the thing. In Houston, roaches are really bad in Houston in general. Two, I'm on the water. Three, I'm in a townhome, so, like, walls are connected. <laughs> Four, no one has been living in that house for months. For months, that house has been completely empty. And I keep telling myself, I'm like, okay, if it's been used as an Airbnb, like, surely this couldn't have been a problem for a long time. Like, this must be a new problem just because, like, no one has been living here in months. Yeah. Is what I'm telling myself. I'm telling you, they're going to be gone by the time you move in. It's not that big of a deal. I'm, like, freaking out because I've lived in apartments with roaches before and it's, like, really hard to get rid of them because you're, like, connected to people. Yeah, but you don't have anything in there, and, like, you're getting it treated. They should be gone. Yeah, so I got it treated yesterday, and they said they're going to do another treatment in two weeks. And also, like, I went down a rabbit hole on the HAR app, because I was like, fuck, like, what have I done? Then I started, like, getting in my head. I was like, did I just move into, like, old, like an old shitty 
like townhome complex like it was built in the 70s and I was like did I just have like my blinders on and like thinking these were cool and they're really not so then I get on HAR which is like basically Zillow but I think it's only in the Houston area um and I realized that you can go view like whenever like a house has been sold sometimes the pictures from when it was sold are still on there even if it had been a few years ago, like the pictures of inside of the house are still on there. And so I went down and clicked on like every single townhome that like the pictures were available on. And I looked inside all of these townhomes and I was like, okay, there are some people that live here that have fucking money. Like if you saw the one I posted on my stories of like the complete remodel when they like knocked down the wall and shit, if you saw my stories, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, that's like at least like a $50,000 job. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... And, like, I didn't even show the showers on there. Like, the showers on there were phenomenal. You know how people put, like, tile in their showers? These showers had wood. I have to see. I'll show you. <laughs> I don't know if it was tile wood, but I'm just like, who would think to put wood in their showers? Like, that's a rich person, in my opinion. But anyway, so I was like, okay. I think my theory is that there's just roaches in there because it's been empty because when my aunt passed away and she lived in a nice house and she was like one of the cleanest people I knew and when she passed away we her house was sitting for like a few months and it ended up getting roaches so I was like okay I think roaches just go to like empty houses right like please someone tell me i'm gonna get rid of them because i'm freaking out well that and like so there's no one there the weather here has been like horrible like it goes from hot to cold hot to cold like you're gonna get rid of them i went down like a reddit rabbit hole too and if like the if the exterminators don't work then i have found like all these other remedies on reddit of people being like this worked for me like even when i lived in like a rundown apartment and my neighbors didn't care about having roaches like i did this in my apartment and it got rid of them i think it was like using like baking soda or something like that i'll have to look at it i sent a screenshot okay here's the house oh how pretty here's the shower what you see that yeah that's tile that's pretty. Yeah, it's like tile, but it looks like wood. It's so pretty. I'm like, I want to do that to my showers. You should. I like that. I wish, like, the walls were more beigey. The walls are gray with, like, brown wood. Yeah. But who even knows when this one was sold? Like, because you can get on here and, like, see... Oh, yeah, and I want to get a washer and dryer like that. Yeah, That's what I was talking to you about. But anyways, so I am excited about my house, and... Congratulations! I have a list. Of, I was making a list this morning of everything I need. Three bathroom mirrors. <laughs> three bathroom mirrors, door not Because I have three bathrooms. That's fucking weird. Well, like, your restroom, Weston's restroom, and then a half bathroom, so no one goes in there. Yeah, like, I don't think it's weird. I'm just like whoa i'm gonna live in a house with three bathrooms like i'm rich i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm not rich by any means but i've never lived in a house with three bathrooms dude have you seen those tiktoks of like um what did you what like when you were little what did you what do you have now that you used to think only rich people had yeah and my answer is um a room in your bedroom like a i mean a bathroom <laughs> 
a bathroom in your bedroom. I always thought my friends that had their own bathroom connected to their room, I was like, you're rich. Dang. Do you Mine have- was a closet. Like, we lived in a trailer, a two-bedroom trailer. And, like, my brother and sister are twins. Me and my sister shared a room. And then, like, my brother slept on the couch. And then, like, yeah. So when we got, like, when we finally got a house, like, when I got a closet, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have, like, my own place to put my clothes in. Aww. Do you have your own bathroom? No. So I've never had my own bathroom until, shit, until 2015 when I lived in those apartments that Mm -hmm. I was talking about. Um, Those shitty apartments. But I did have my own bathroom. So that was my first (laughs) time. I was like, damn, like, these apartments suck. But, like, I have my own bathroom. Um, And then, like, when I started dating, like, when when me and my son's dad got our first place together, like... I made, we got, like, a two-bed, two-bath apartment. So I was like, I need my own shit. Like, I need my own space still. Like, I'm spoiled now. I have to have my own bathroom. So anyways, I, well, Weston's always had his own bathroom. Not attached to his room, but it's, like, anywhere we've lived, like, he's had his own bathroom. It's just, like, the hallway bathroom. But, yeah, Weston's literally going to have a bathroom in his room. Lucky. Because the upstairs, like... So there's there's not, like, a master bedroom there. Like, you go upstairs, and it's just two bedrooms and two bathrooms, but the bedrooms are the same size, and then they they both have a bathroom in them. But anyways, so this is my list of things I need to do. Three bathroom mirrors, doorknobs with lock, doorknobs without lock, front doorknob, fridge, washer-dryer, floors, dining room table, dresser, wallpaper, paint, living room curtain, fireplace cover, <laughs> and light fixture. So that's my running list of all the things I need to do, but um, I'm excited. I know I'm excited for you. That's awesome. Thank you. And I can't believe, like, what's crazy is I started, and I didn't even realize this till after I bought my house, but I started aesthetic school 10 years ago, like, to the week, not to the day, but it was the first week of November 2013 is when I my first day of aesthetic school and then I bought my house the first week of November in 2023 and I'm just like wow that's like a full circle moment and like I said I consider this being the first time that I've like actually like purchased a home by myself and had to do all the things because the first time like was very easy and it was not a normal home buying process like I was very privileged with the first house that I bought So, yeah, that's crazy. It took me 10 years. It's like people think this, like people think success happens overnight, which everyone has their own definition of success. My, like if you see my townhome, like I will post pictures of it eventually, but like it's not the nicest fucking house. It's actually the cheapest house like in the whole neighborhood because it's a nice neighborhood where I live. Like it's a very like well-established, like nice neighborhood. But the townhomes, that's the cheapest place you can live in that neighborhood. So it's like, I'm not in like a fucking mansion. I don't have um, a Range Rover. Like I have a Nissan. But it's like, (laughs) like, I'm not out here posting pics with my G-Wagon in front of my five-bedroom house. But like, this is like my definition of success. I'm like, I have a house that is 100% mine. It's just me and my sons. He's in a really good school district. Like that is one of the best best school districts you can be in in this area and like it's a nice like it's just a well-established nice neighborhood and a good area with like actual good places to eat and like not just fast food everywhere like those are the things that like feel successful to me well you work so hard and it's like literally like 
I mean, like, yeah, you have, like, your baby daddy to help you, but you're a single mom. Yeah. Like, you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, my baby daddy is very helpful. Like, I don't want to just, I don't want to put this narrative, like, oh, like, I'm a poor, struggling single mom. Like, he, we, we just, we didn't have a good relationship, but he is a really good dad, and he helps a lot with our son. So that's really good in that aspect. But yeah, I am very proud of myself and I just want everyone to know that like this doesn't happen. Like this isn't an industry. I know we see on social media, a few people are coming to my mind of just people (laughs) like, um, posting like, yeah, this is what the lash industry can get you. Like, look at me and all my nice things. Like, this is what lashing can do for you. And it's like, yeah, it can, but like, that's not like everyone's journey. Like, well, it's too what you make out of it and like what you want to invest your time and energy into. Like, I think you've mentioned it before to where like the one time you bought yourself a pair of Louboutins mm-hmm. and it's like you returned them. Yeah, I did. And But it's like you're putting your money like where you need to. Like for a while you put it back into your business. Then you had a kid. You put your money into your kid mm-hmm. and now you're putting it into like your livelihood. Yeah, maybe that is why that I was, I don't know, I did, because you're right, I do put a lot of money back into my business. Like, I don't really spend my money on nice things. I mean, the nicest thing I probably have is my computer. I think my, I think this computer was like $2,000 maybe. So that, a lot of people wouldn't spend $2,000 on a computer, but that's what, right, but that's what's important to me is. And then, again, like, this is also, like, always such a debate. It's like, oh, my God, why would people spend money on lash extensions? Like, that's so stupid. I'm going to go ahead and say that spending, like, I don't think I would ever, and obviously this is just my opinion, but I would never fucking spend more than $50 on a purse in my entire life. I know you do. I'm not calling you out. but like I don't care. Well, my thing is, like, you do what you want with your money. but exactly. And it's no one's, like... I don't know. The word expensive is, like, so subjective. Like, it's not... I don't really like the word expensive because expensive isn't the same definition for every single person. It's, like, even, like, when I tell my students, I'm, like, yeah, like, you should get a Cosmo Glow light. Like, it's, like, $400. They're, like, oh, no, I'm just going to get one on Amazon. It's, like, okay, that's totally fine. Like, I started out with a light on Amazon, too, Mm -hmm. and then further into my business, I was, like, you know what? I find it necessary to spend $400 on this light because this is the value that it adds to me. And it's, like, I, yeah, my computer, like, my microphone, my camera, like, I'm willing to spend more money on that kind of stuff. How do we even get on this topic? I don't even remember what I was talking (laughs) about or what the point of this was. Well, just, like, people, like, it was more of, like, you got your house by hard work and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, it didn't just come naturally. Like, you literally had to work for it, and you had to, like, decide what to spend your money on. Like, how easy would it be for you to have, like, a couple pairs of, like, Louboutins, or, like, not even just, like, Louboutins, but... Just, like, stupid shit that you don't mm-hmm. need. Yeah, so, yeah, I did buy Louboutins before, and I wore them once, and then I sold them. I was like, I I don't need these. Like, this <laughs> is dumb. But, yeah, so I'm excited for my next journey, and I do feel weird. I guess all this to say is, like, I do feel weird. I don't like being like, oh, my God, I just bought a house. Like, I hate, like, rubbing. I'm not rubbing it in people's faces, but... I do think it's important to work towards that eventually. And I can sit here and say, like, if you actually 
put in this industry what you want out of it, then, like, you can buy a house by yourself as a single mom. Like, you can afford the house and the car payment and the salon. Like, you can afford all the things, but sometimes it might take 10 years, and that's totally fine. Like, everyone's journey is completely different, and don't get caught up, like, in the Instagram hype, because it even, I just posted on my stories, I'm like, I'm taking a two-day, like, social media break, because I literally had, like, a mental breakdown last night, just, like, scrolling through Instagram and just, like, comparing yourself to other people, and it's really toxic, and I totally get it, and basically what I'm trying to say is I don't want people to think I'm, like, flexing my house. It's more so, like, hey, if your goal is to buy a house and you're self-employed, like, these are the steps that I took to get there, and, like, hopefully you can follow the same steps as me without as much uh, headaches that I had to go through. No, seriously. But, too, this industry is hard. Like, it's not easy. Even, like, jumping into it, you're not, like, guaranteed clients unless you're working for someone. You get as much out of it as you put in. It's, like, you have to be at work even if you don't have clients, even if you're not doing anything. I think my biggest thing is because I own a business and I know that the amount of work you put into this industry is the amount you get back, and I feel guilty, like, going a day without doing something work-related. And that's, like, my biggest red flag <laughs> within myself is I can't just, like, take a break. Like, I posted, even when I'm with my son, and this sucks so bad, but, like, I'll be with my son, and I feel like I need to be, like, on my phone, like, looking for content ideas. And I will say, I scroll through TikTok and Instagram a lot, but it's always, like, with intention. It's always, like, okay, what can I do to apply whatever it is I just watched back to my business? But I feel the need to, like, always do that, like, when I'm with my son or, like, if I'm at a fucking red light and I'm bored and I'm, like, okay, let me pull out my notes app and start thinking of ideas. Like, I can never just, like, chill. Yeah. And now that I bought this house, is like, a huge thing crossed off my list. I'm hoping that I can just chill for a little bit and not – and it's the holidays and stuff. I'm hoping I can just take the rest of the year to just, like, chill and not – get so caught up in like what everyone else is doing and feeling like I have to do the exact same so I went on a trip recently Mm -hmm. and my phone broke while I was there it was like the first night no the second night the second day my phone broke I have not come back from a trip so relaxed and so ready to come back to work I had no phone like I had my sisters to call important people but I wasn't like scrolling through anything I was like literally I was just laying out by the pool we're hanging out like nothing crazy I think we need to do that. We need to, like, just go somewhere and, like, put our phones on airplane mode. Like, no one's allowed to touch them. Like, lock them in a box or something. Because, like, literally, like, even, like, when you're not thinking about work, some someone makes an appointment. Someone has a question. Mm-hmm. Someone DMs you. You're like, okay, like, let me post this for my client so they can see. Or it's like, they're messaging you about something. It, you, you don't go a day without someone messaging you. That's another thing is I always feel like I need to post what I'm doing and like I don't like no I know one me cares. too. <laughs> but I'm telling you when I was there it was so nice because like I went MIA mm-hmm. and it's like no like no one knew I didn't have a phone because I couldn't post it anywhere. So yeah. I think we should do that. We should. I've been wanting to go to that place in what's it called? Round Top? Round Rock? No, Round Top. Remember that little place yeah. that I sent y'all that I've been wanting to go to? And they have like antique shows there. Yes. I want to do something like that. We should get flip phones. We should do, like, just that challenge where, like, so we can only call for emergencies. Yeah. Because I don't think we should not have a phone because we all have, like, lives. Yeah. Or I'll probably just, like, delete the apps off my phone or something. 
I'll get a flip phone. Because I still want to, like, take pictures. <laughs> what we have cameras. We literally have oh, nice yeah. cameras that we never use that for, like, the outside world. Use. Side note, I did take pictures for my friend Asia yesterday, and I think I want to, like, start, like, offering that as a, as a start. Because, let's be real, I've been trying to get all the way out of the chair for, like, a couple years now, but, like, I keep, like, getting pulled back in, and I'm, like, honestly, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real with you guys for the last one minute of this episode, <laughs> but it's, like, my goal, my, like, five-year goal is to, like, not have anything to do with lashes. Like, I want to fully transition into just being, like, a small business branding agency. Like, my niche still being, like, lash artists and, like, beauty business owners, but I just want to do web design, branding, photography, um, social media, graphics. Like, I just want to do that. Like, hopefully, like, five years from now, like, that's what I'll be doing. I want to go into training. I feel like I'd be a good teacher. I would love, actually, I say that back. I think I always want to have, like, like a pinky toe in the lash industry because I would love to like have my own school not like a full-on school like Shelby that's like state accredited like she's I refer people to her I'm like you do you I just want like a little like certification like just a school for like certification that's where I learned lash extensions was at a cert like just a school like that in Austin I went to Austin and took a lash course it would be more like continuing education yeah like a continuing education facility or maybe even I would definitely invest in like a like a like a suite like a salon suite place. Like mm-hmm. I would love to have my own salon suites, and I mean, if I had my own salon suites, obviously all those people would come to me for branding and web design. So it's like that would be really good for that aspect of my business too. And then maybe have like a training facility in the back, and like you be like my lash educator, and then have like a brow educator, and like have a wax educator. You know, like have different classes like that. But me just kind of like facilitate the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking into existence, let's manifest it. I think it's going to work out. (laughs) It is going to work out. A long time ago, I had, like, the weirdest deja vu moment because years ago when I had, like, still, like, the wax center days, I had a dream about me, you, and Brie, but it made no sense. And when we moved in here, it was, like, deja vu. Like, I remembered it all over again. I think it was just, like, I knew somewhere in my gut, like, we were always going to be together. (gasps) Stop. I'm going to cry. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's been, dude, it's been almost 10 years since I've known you. I know. It's weird. We've grown up so much. I know. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Rate us five stars, and everyone follow Jess and DM her. Her Instagram is htxafterglow. And welcome her to the podcast. If you were at my Wicked Business Experience, which, fuck, I need to start planning that. But if you were at my Wicked Business Experience in August, you definitely met her. Um, Where else? You went to LashCon. Oh, we didn't even talk about LashCon. We can talk about that next week. But you were at LashCon last year. 2022. Yes. And then where else have you been? Is that it? The Lash Bashes. Oh, yeah. you At the Lash Bashes that are in Houston. You've been to all of them? Yeah, in Houston, yeah. Well, I didn't go to the Christmas one. Okay, so the Halloween one and the very first one we ever did. Yeah. Oh, and you went to the Utah one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if you've been to any of those, you've met Jess. But be sure to give her a follow and DM her if you think of any topics. Also, if you're going to the Wicked Biz Experience this year, which please do, 
um, DM me because I have plans. You do? For people, for, like, the people coming. Okay, cool. So DM her and also DM her if you have any topic suggestions you would like us to do because my DMs are fucking chaotic. I, last night I was replying to people that sent me a DM four weeks ago. And I was like, hey, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Just not getting back to you. Yeah. So I went through all my DMs last night and cleared them all out. And then I woke up this morning and I had 20. So... Also, I use word to text a lot, so if I ever message you back and they don't make sense, just be like, you're crazy. And a lot of my, okay, I'm not trying to sound popular. A lot of my DM notifications are just like, so-and-so liked your message, so-and-so replied to your story. Like, I'm not popular, but seeing the 20 DM notifications gives me anxiety, so then I just don't open them, and then (laughs) I just go weeks without opening them. (laughs) So yeah, um, DM Jess. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Thank you for having me and all the positive feedback. Yes. Okay.